Yeah, hey. Welcome everyone to episode 22 of Res Metal Podcast. This is Kelvin talking. I talked to One Bullet Away on this episode. They are a Navajo metal band from Kienta, Arizona, located on the Navajo Nation. I talked to members JC, Dakota, Andrew, Sebastian, and Robbie from One Bullet Away. Uh, if you haven't heard uh, the band, you know they definitely play a metalcore slash deathcore style of music. If you're a fan of All Shall Perish, Suicide Silence, As I Lay Dying, and Despised Icon, you'll definitely uh, dig One Bullet Away. On this episode, we talk about the band's history, the Kienta metal scene, playing live shows, and some of the projects that they were working on but are on hold due to the pandemic. Um, if you haven't heard One Bullet Away, here's a clip from their first EP, When Men Become Monsters. Then right after that, I'll go right into the interview. So check it out. talking with one bullet away um so can you guys introduce yourselves i guess i'll start my name is andrew israel play the guitar um robbie jones uh play the drums i'm jc i do the vocals i'm dakota i play the rhythm guitar my name is uh, Sebastian Chaco. Uh, I play bass for One Bullet Away, and I'm um, from Peru, New Mexico. Yeah, where's everybody calling from? Uh, we're all from uh, Kanta, Kanta, Arizona. Okay. Well, yeah. except for uh, Sebastian. Sebastian, Sebastian yeah. is. Um, where are you at nowadays, Sebastian? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I live in Peru, New Mexico, but uh, right now I'm on the road back back to my house okay so uh, is everyone from the like Kianta area is that kind of where the band started yeah it's pretty much where it started yeah andrew and robbie were the ones who kind of started the whole thing uh yeah so me and robbie uh i guess i started playing guitar you know same old origin stories and then um uh, robbie how'd <laughs> <laughs> When did you start playing drums? <laughs> you don't remember? Just kidding. <laughs> um, well, let's start off with uh, Andrew. I met Andrew back in freaking middle school. Uh, kind of showed me the way the way of the metal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, he showed me some new music, and um, and I liked what I heard. Then after that, he, he told me that he was playing guitar. And I remember uh, later down, 
think in high school, um, his older brother got a drum set. So, um, an agent wanted to play some cover songs. Like, do you want to learn how to play drums? I was like, oh, all right, I'll, I don't mind. So he's the one that basically just uh, taught me how to play drums. And from there, I learned from my own. Then after that, we played cover songs. And well, quite a few later, years later, we started yeah. writing songs. We start like we were just um, playing covers, you know, just to play music. Yeah. And Robbie, and then uh, after a while, we're like, damn, let's get another, uh, let's get a bass player and like another guitarist. So was it your, was it your kind of the idea of the band came from you, Andrew? Um, yep, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Just wanted to play music, and then Robbie started playing drums. And then, yeah, it's like we started a band. So we got like two other guys, our old uh, bass player, Creighton Thomas and Donovan Chief. What year was that? Oh, man, that was like Jesus 2006. <laughs> no, I think it was like 2005, 2005, 2005, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. We did like one summer, just that lineup. And we just started writing our own music. And our first show was with uh, Blackfire, which was pretty cool. Clebinoli <laughs> and our other uh, hometown res band, Steyer. So that was pretty dope. Yeah. How, how did the other members uh, end up joining? Like, like the uh, current um, I think I was next to join. And um, I was just always kind of hanging out to Andrew. You know, I would always go to him for like music and stuff. And I think one time I saw him, like, saw these guys practicing. I was like, hey, let me play. And uh, he's like, what can you do? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then um, I think I just started to yell out of nowhere, just kind of screaming and stuff. And then Andrew was like, yeah, you need to work on that. And so I think like after like a summer went by, and then I came back and and then I finally showed him what I was working on. And he's kind of he's like, all right, you can join. <laughs> That's kind of how I joined. After JC was a... Uh... After JC was me, uh, same, same, same kind of deal. I would, uh, hang out with these guys, some hanging out with them, watch them practice, just, just hang around. Um, the thought of being in a band wasn't really there, but you know, I had, I had a guitar, I had my own amp. Um, and you know, just one day, Andrew, I think it was Andrew and Robbie came by asking if I wanted to play guitar. And of course, you know, I was there while they were like practicing. So I, kinda, I knew how the song sounded and everything. And uh, it just, I was like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll play. So that's how I joined the band. How about Sebastian? How'd you end up joining one bullet away? Uh, for me, uh, oh, well, uh, Andrew is actually my cousin. So <laughs> But um, uh, I think I heard from Andrew at a show. I think it was at a show in Tuba. I don't know if I remember that year. That was a Powerman Five Thousand. Yeah, Powerman. Yeah, I remember. I saw Drew there, and he mentioned that uh, Creighton left, and I needed a bass player. So at the time. Uh, I was with another band, but uh, I left that band, so I was kind of open to do another band or to play for another band. So that's when I told uh, Drew that you know I could help fill in for him. And at the time, uh, I guess I was just probably temporary to fill in, but I think like later on, he, uh, the guys. Uh, accepted me in the band so um but that's yeah that's pretty much like how I first got started with a one bullet away so I was pretty much a temporary at the time but then and uh later on I was a permanent member so uh what was the what was it like when you guys first started like what was like the I guess metal scene in the Kianta area um I guess for Andrew and um, Robbie, when you guys first started, was 
what were some bands that were playing in Kienta that at the time before you started or around the time you started? Oh man, that was like the, I would say like the, the golden era of like Kienta, uh, res metal. Cause we had like horn toads, horny toads, mm-hmm. um, of course edge. And then we had, um, Steyr, which was another local band and dying tribe would c- come through. So, and, uh, Billy would have these, uh, festivals like every, like beginning of school every year. Yeah. <laughs> like graduation night and just throughout the year. And man, those would be like ragers, just tons of people. All the bands are pretty good. And that's kind of like the scene we came into, but I think we were like, we came in like towards the tail end and from there, like pretty much died out. Okay. So people that don't know who Billy is, really, it's really cool. Billy Crawley, right? And how, Oh would, yeah. Billy Crawley from, yeah, how would you uh, say, uh, generation? Yeah. He, he, he's, uh, plays a big, big role in like Navajo res metal. Would you say? Yeah. I would say he's up there. Like how metal here, like the, like Aussie or, I don't know, Lemmy, you know, like when you think of metal, you just think of, oh yeah, Aussie. But on resume, it's like fucking Billy's name is just like, you just say Billy and like, you you know, who, who you know who you're talking about. <laughs> like I think degeneration. Yeah. So it's cool too. Cause like we'll be going to school and then kind of got to know Billy like a little bit, like when we we're still in high school. So we go over there and watch them jam and kind of got to see how the, that process kind of worked in being in a band, like just practicing and how they play, like what kind of amps they use and drums and all that. And it's just kind of like stick everything in. So that was kind of cool. Just having someone else in the town, like doing it way, way bigger than you were doing it. Cause we were just starting. So, yep. Okay. And then Ornitos, I, I remember I heard them cause, um, uh, my, my roommate in high school, I went to Flagstaff dorm. He had a horny toads CD and there was, I only remember the one song. Uh, shoot. What's it called? Um, no, uh, wait. I remember that one, bring it on, bring it on. Right. Oh no, that was uh, sheep heads or sheep heads. Sorry. That was sheep heads. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah horny toads is, uh, was it one little, two little Indians or something like that? Okay. Or that was um, chop four brains, chop four brains. <laughs> <laughs> I think they 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 had a song too called a recreational vehicle. So oh yeah, recreational I think that was like another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then you know the scene was it was pretty good. Like I was growing up during that time, just seeing all these bands come through, uh, and then like you know Billy just bringing in a bunch of local bands and yeah, it was, it was fun times. And then just like, just, uh, kind of, I think the, that generation of like high schoolers all left and, you know, it kind of started dying out from there because they wouldn't take their younger siblings to shows anymore. So it's kind of where, where it stopped, where shows kind of stopped being being as big as it used to be i guess um like i went to high school in flagstaff so i mean I did, most of the shows i went to were either like at the navajo nation fair or i remember there was one show with uh edg at like the bashes parking lot in kanta um damn i don't remember that one yeah it was probably like early 2000s I don't know. Most of the shows, right. They kind of just happen mostly at like pairs and I guess there's not a whole lot of like big venues. I guess most of the venues are like Farmington Gallup, um, Flagstaff. Is that kind of where you guys first started doing a lot of your shows? Like the border towns? Uh, I think when we started, we started here in town, like just, uh, I think the Golden Sands, and like the visitor center and then just network networking and like just 
talk to other bands and we start going to like uh shiprock tuba Winderock. oh yeah Winderock. but yeah but later on you play those like i don't know 10 20 30 times a year and just kind of like the same old thing after a while so like oh yeah flagstaff and then you go to phoenix albuquerque you just kind of like start spreading out more so that's kind of how we we did it i guess when you when you first started uh what were some of the bands that like got you fired up to you know write music i heard a couple of the old songs like on youtube and i think reverb nation has a lot of one bullet away but uh what were i mean Doug, you can like you know tell me i'm 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 wrong but like to me it sounded like a lot of like all shall perish and like suicide silence and as i lay dying is that does that sound accurate yeah 100 100 percent um yeah like robbie like uh robbie's always been kind of like the the music guy he was always kind of like bringing music to us like hey check this out check this out and that was always kind of like inspired a lot like um he would he bring us stuff like all shall perish suicide silence um was it the spice icon that was the, the one that robbie i always take robbie for uh <laughs> showing me the spice icon oh yeah yeah but all those old songs on the reverb nation they're super heavy uh there's one song that had a cool title. I forgot. Let me hook it up. Uh, Patty, you're all the mayonnaise I need. I <laughs> 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 about that Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, JC. <laughs> yeah, I was never good at writing like cool titles. I would always like pick something random while I was writing. Oh, while I was writing, and I would just kind of like stick to. It would like be like a song to like name for practice like oh this is this is some brand of song for practice and then it would just kind of stick yeah shoot you in the fucking face too is pretty pretty badass <laughs> <laughs> that, that's our uh closer but uh now we have a what do you, what do you call it like a new shoot you in the fucking face 2.0 that we're gonna unleash onto the world pretty soon yeah I think we call it right now. It's called uh, Defiler, and uh, it's, it's really heavy. So we're gonna close on that song. I think. When did the, when did your first like um, music come out? Was it like because uh, what I could find on YouTube, there's the the waiting process EP. Was there something before that? Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was just a bunch of uh, demos mostly. Um, we we went. Uh, at the beginning we went under like a, a couple of names when we first started like uh when i joined we were called breed apart and there's been like there's like a couple of demos that kind of went around that have that name on there the one time we were at the shiprock fair and we we're like oh we don't like breed apart it's like oh it's gonna name, our, name ourselves um is it the thin line, faded line. the faded line, the faded line. So we had these demos and we put yeah. the faded line, like on all the demos and we passed them out. The next day we're like, nah, forget that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, yeah. Just that night we were the faded line. <laughs> Cause I think it was like, we used to cover, um, late to rest by Lamb of God. So we were just kind of like thinking and thinking and then, the fate of the line came up and yeah, that's what we went with that night. So yeah, for one night we were at the fate of line. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get uh one bullet away uh, as the band name? Um, I think uh, it was one night after a show it was a little, a little we were out late <laughs> and, um, we were, we were, um, watching some new segment about uh, a book called one bullet away. And, um, I just, we were just kind of like sitting there kind of just watching the, this little new segment. And I was like, Hey, what if we name our band one bullet away? And then everyone was like, that's cool. And I, it just kind of <laughs> eventually stuck. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I searched uh, one bullet away on Spotify and, 
you know, one bullet away popped up, but then the, the one thing that popped up immediately after was, um, this, uh, six feet under an iced tea. I think it's, oh, uh, oh yeah. One bullet yeah. left. One bullet left. That's a cool song too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Iced tea rapping with like death metal blastings. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Actually, we'll, we'll change that origin story and we'll say we got the name from, uh, that six feet under song with iced tea. <laughs> yeah, on order, that's way better. <laughs> no, I was kidding, but yeah. Ever since that name, we just stuck with it, and that was like in two thousand six, I think. Okay, was it late two thousand six or? I think it was like somewhere around late two thousand six. Okay. Uh, when you guys like started putting out your first demos. How did you guys like get your music across? Did you guys just kind of sell at shows or just kind of pass them out? Or I mean, I guess back then was probably when like the birth of social media, right? Yeah. Like I think what we had was like a MySpace. <laughs> that was kind of all we had. And um, yeah, pretty much it was just the, you know, word of mouth and going up to people and trying to sell our little demos for like, we'd always like go like high you know or at least try to make like at least gas money home and then when no one would buy it kind of drop the price and then eventually like halfway through the night we just kind of give them away and then it's pretty cool though like we always have more people showing up at shows eventually but yeah that was pretty much the start of it was just us going out and talking to people yeah no i'm i'm a big fan of cd collecting i um yeah i and then now I, I guess it's kind of hard habit to break. I still, uh, I still want to get it or I still, I feel bad if I don't get it. Like if I really like a band, um, and then I, I read about like Spotify and like, you know, Apple music and like really people like bands don't really make money off of like streaming services. I mean, so I always feel like feel more obligated to invest in like the, like, like a CD. Um, yeah, that was your... the best, the best way to go. Yeah. <laughs> like CDs and merch and probably like straight from the band. Like if they have like a band camp or a official website, I think that's the best way to support a band. What's, yeah. what's been your experience like with like streaming services? Like, um, um it's, it's about like, um, it's, it's pretty okay. Like, uh, usually we don't really, we don't make anything off of the streaming services. We usually make like enough to just kind of keep it up for another year. So that's kind of how it goes, but yeah, mostly times we just try to share the song that we have out, but we've had that single out for about a while now. So now we're trying to get some new music out pretty soon, hopefully. Yeah. And then another EP, um, the waiting process, right? That was the one. Yeah. Was that like the full official EP? Yeah, uh, that was like the one we at. We, I think we were working under a, a management company with that one, and they were kind of like that was the first time we actually kind of like got together and we wrote like actual new songs and and had it like mixed and mastered and everything and released. What's that management company you're talking about? Um, what was it called? Uh, I forgot. Monolith. Uh, I don't think they're not around anymore, but they're called yeah. Monolith monolith management they're from like salt lake city and they i mean they were pretty cool yeah they, yeah. they kind of just got us started like showed us the way yeah did they help like get you guys on shows or help get you on like get your uh, more not really in that sense it's just more of they showed us like how to or they kind of just set things up for us and like recording and like making album artwork and t-shirts how to, yeah how to get like merch and stuff to get, like stuff like yeah, that and just showed us showed us like the marketing side of being in a band so that's where that which is probably the most important some thing show, yeah and some of the shows we got through another what was that the green kite you guys remember that that's how we got monolith and then after a while as we left that we decided to leave that because it kind of didn't seem worth it. It just it didn't. 
didn't seem like they were really pushing anymore after like maybe a couple of months or something. Yeah, do you think it was because you guys are located in um, like a, the area like in Kanta seems kind of far versus a band like in Phoenix or like Albuquerque? Like, I mean, as far as getting more promotion from that management company, um, it, it could have been. Um, I know they they really wanted to like kind of like change us, like appearance wise, and oh yeah, that, that's right. I forgot about stuff that. like that. They wanted us to write like lighter music, <laughs> and it just I, like the guy, the guys they were want, having it. They they I wanted us to it. like learn a like pop song okay. so we could play at a um like the malls, you malls know, like down and stuff, you know they yeah. have bands come down and play like at like tippy like, market you know like i don't know it was it was weird they yeah, they changed like they kind of like, like promised our, us like a lot of stuff and then they were just kind of like oh yeah you need to but then they're kind of like show us like they kind of like tell us to do something else it was like how is this supposed to get us from point a to point b but yeah we kind of just kept hoping like eventually we get to get to do that stuff yeah was there that that time period where you were working with the management company where you guys were um were you guys like really invested in like doing shows and like putting out music versus like i guess now is like the pandemic but was that a time where you guys were more like really invested yeah we've always we've always kind of been like a show band like we always love playing shows like if we could like play shows like every day i think we would do that but um yeah like green kite really wanted us to focus on like other stuff like um yeah like, like working on our appearance working on our social media and stuff like that like, like it could have helped but yeah it was just kind of like along those lines What were some of like, your guys' favorite shows uh, that you guys got a chance to play? I guess uh, we can start with, uh, uh, I guess, JC. What were some shows that you uh, like? My favorite show is probably, like, we got to play with my favorite band. This was in uh, Gallup probably like, a couple of years ago. We got to play with my favorite band, Bless the Fall. That was pretty cool. That's probably been, like, my favorite show so far. And then... Like I guess, like second best was probably me. Uh, shoot, I can't even think about it. But yeah, that's kind of like top of the head. Blessed Fall is kind of like the best show I, I played yeah. with these how, guys. How about Sebastian? What were some of the favorite shows you played with One Blue? Uh, well, I'm probably the newest member of the band, so. Uh, just played a couple of shows and I think that the one that sticks out to me is probably the show with everything black stuff. Uh, I think that one was at the Orpheum Theater. I think it was that film. I remember uh, you know, just uh, what was the thing that stood out to me was just the, the lighting and the stage and just uh, everything was kind of, uh, I guess, professional. And, you know, I think that's just what gravitated more me toward the, that show there. Um, I think it probably second show I liked was when we did in the Kienta. Um, I think that was at the, the park there. Um, I think uh, there was like an Iron Maiden tribute band there. Uh, I forgot the name of the band, but I don't know if you guys remember. But there, I think it's like two songs. Was is that right? Uh, I don't remember what they recall, but yeah, they were pretty fucking badass. Yeah, they were playing all the solos from uh, the KK Downing and uh, shit. I forgot the other guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that show stood out to me too. Uh, there was a uh, some other local bands there too, so. like uh, Kienta, I think like uh, Obsolete and uh, some other bands, local bands. But um, yeah, but that would probably be my second favorite show. So I don't know about you, Drew. <laughs> oh damn! I think. Uh... 
What was the question again? My most. Oh, uh, what, what were some shows that you played that were, I guess, like that? You like you really like were just like either the band that you played with or just it was just a cool show in general. Like, um, I think one of them was probably. I think we played with um, Throwdown and Bury Your Dead. Because I wow, remember cool. Bury Your Dead uh, talking to Terry, which was the. Well, he's not the older singer, but he was. He replaced uh, Matt. And uh, I think I was outside and I was like kind of nervous. And then uh, Terry was like, hey, what's up, man? I was like, damn, I'm all nervous, bro. Like, oh, man, you don't got to be nervous. He's like, we're just like you guys or something. And I gave him a shirt and one of our albums. And then he's like, oh, cool, thanks. And then, oh, no, I just figured he would just like throw it away or <laughs> I don't <know>, give, <laughs> give it to Goodwill or something. But then we played with him like... Was it like two or three years ago? We played it. We played with him again. Yeah. And then he remembered me. He's like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" I was like, "Oh shit, he remembers me." And uh, I think he kept that shirt for like a little while, and I think he gave it away. But that was pretty dope. Robbie. Mm, well, yeah, like the, the shows we play with the bigger bands were were always fun, always nerve wracking. Uh, Bury Your Dead, Throw Down, Bless the Fall, I Kill the Prom Queen, uh, quite a few others. But the one that sticks out to me the most is probably the recent show, show we had in Flagstaff. Was it 2019 or 2020? The one at the Green Room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and we had a unexpected visit from someone. I don't know if we're on. Oh, because yeah, it, it was that night we played our set to what we have now. And then that night when we finished the set, um, I thought about, like, damn, we came a long way. Um, we're playing music like this now. It's totally different from where we started. And it was just um, pretty awesome that how far we came, how far we're coming from and to the music we're playing now, it's a lot different and we're really improving and improving ourselves, you can say. So that was a night that I liked. Just, I don't know, it was just me thinking. How about you, Dakota? What, what, what show did you like, just like, it always sticks out? Um, same, you know, JC's favorite band, uh, Bless the Fall. That's probably the one that stuck out to me the most. It was just fun, you know, being able to share the stage with, you know, one of the bands that you listen to all the time. So, and then I think second would probably be Throwdown 2. Um, yeah, it's probably like my top two favorite shows to play. And then, I mean, every show we've ever played is kind of hit or miss but there's always there's maybe like maybe two other like local shows that we've done that stick out to me just because you know the crowd is always like like returning the energy back to you that you're putting out so playing with the blessed falls probably be my top favorite show okay uh robbie you mentioned that you guys saw or you met uh, a guest at one of your shows who is that guy again oh yeah uh it's kind of like a gray area, but I think we we can talk about it a little bit. Um, oh, you, yeah, just as much as you can. Uh, oh, right now, oh, yeah. Maybe just mention his name. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, JC, you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're working with um, a guy named uh, Shandan Haran, and um, he's he's putting together this little this uh, show. It's called Musicians Rescue, and um, we actually were one of one of ten bands that got picked. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so we're it's we were towards the end of it, towards the end of towards the end of filming our our episode, and uh, this whole thing happened. The whole pandemic happened. So, I I think I read that I I, I searched you know, the band, and this uh, article came up from Flagstaff, the Arizona uh, Daily Sun. And then yeah. they mentioned that, um, yeah, that, um, musician rescue project that you mentioned. And they mentioned that, um, you guys worked with the 
singer with the Oceano, the what's his name? Oh, Adam, Adam Warren. Warren. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was. Besides the live shows, that experience right there was like something else. Like hearing, um, like we all listened to Oceano, right? We're just big fans, and then just having him show up, and then he gets in the vocal booth, and then fuck all year is just Adam fucking Warren doing what he does and loud and then it sounds just like the album and yep that's awesome that's cool that he's you know working with uh uh res band or i mean you know band from the res so that's cool love you shane yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah that's that, that whole thing has kind of been like a an experience too it's like it's a uh, how would you say it? just like kind of kind of mind blowing I guess because there was you know there's things that we did that we thought we never would have done like you know yet and it just kind of came out of nowhere so it's it's been fun but yeah just like the whole pandemic and then like everything being put on hold being pushed back and kind of kind of sucks yeah i hope you guys can like pick up where you guys left off because i saw you guys were going to be playing the kupd fest last year yeah that was like one of the probably like one of the greatest moments we had like beginning of 2019 or no 2020 sorry see it's the fucking pandemic and then (laughs) I don't know. From there, it's just like everything just went down. I, I'm, uh, I don't know. But I think we'll, uh, if not that show, I think we're going to probably do something cool like that. How'd you get on that show? Or, uh, that, was, that was huge. It was like, well, that's cool. Like playing a big fest like that. I think uh, that would- that was supposed to be like part of the episode we were working on. Oh man. That's okay. Damn, that would be cool. If it didn't get like postponed. Yeah. We were all pretty excited for it. I think, I think we were like a week or two away from the show actually happening. And then that's when everything just kind of went on lockdown and then we got the texts and everything was just like, yeah, everything's postponed until, it was like, oh, it's postponed until it settles down, and then it's postponed until the end of the summer, and then postponed until October. the end of the year. Yeah, then it's like, we'll see what happens next year. <laughs> so yeah, it's it sucks, but we're kind of. I'm still stoked because eventually all this is going to go away, and then we're going to get to play a really cool show. <laughs> so I just try to look on the brighter side of that. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to like. Sorry, good. Oh yeah, like before the show too, we we're gonna release a single that we recorded out in Vegas with uh our homie Sean McGee. That guy's so cool. But uh that got postponed too, so it's probably like it's probably like a like our a big step up from what we usually write. Like um it kinda has everything. The song kinda has everything that we kinda do with our songs it's heavy it's catchy there's a cool chorus and then adam warren just makes it even more awesome <laughs> nice i was gonna yeah. ask like did you guys do you guys have any um shows planned for i guess whatever's left of 2021 uh nothing so far um right now we're just kind of keeping an eye on everything um seeing how everything goes yeah the reservation still kind of uh hasn't really fully reopened yeah um i know there's like shows announced in like gallup and um but yeah hopefully you guys can get on some get on some shows before the end of the year Oh, one one show I wanted to ask about. I saw that you guys played with Soulfly, uh, like in two thousand eighteen. Um, but at the gym, 
Yeah. Yeah, did oh. you guys meet Max Kellogg? <laughs> uh, I did. I, I, I did. I didn't, I didn't meet him. I think I saw him. He was like, like, yeah, I think we just kind of like passed by him and just kind of gave him the, the nod. <laughs> and yeah. And he's I think he was like, I heard he was like eating Avo tacos, like in the back. So <laughs> it'd be fucked up to go like, Max he's like trying to eat Avo tacos. So we just kind of left him alone, let him do his thing. But I'm pretty sure in the future we'll, uh, but I think Coda got to meet him. Right. Yeah. yeah I've, I, I got to meet him. Uh, like about two, three years ago, I started playing bass for, um, ethnic degeneration. And, um, I was probably, it was maybe, I don't know how many months in, and then, um, you know, Billy got a call that, you know, Max was coming to Tuba City to do a show and his band couldn't make it or like his band was busy or something. So, you know, um, what was his name? Uh, Fred, Fred from Tuba, the guy that does the shows out there. Like, you know, um, he called Billy and told him that, uh, if he would, if EDG would play, you know, with Max, play the Soulfly songs and some Slipatora songs. So I think the first time we played, I played with him was, um, at the skate park in tuba. So, and then before we started playing, or I didn't, I didn't really meet him. He just kind of showed up like after we played our set, after we played the EDG set. And, um, but I think it was the second time that the band got to play for him, play Soulfly songs with him. Is when I kind of, is when we kind of got to meet him a little bit, talk to him and he was pretty cool dude. It's fun and that was kind of like that was just kind of like whoa you know i'm on stage and you know fucking max cavalier is just standing right there singing and i'm playing bass <laughs> so, that's, that's, that's crazy yeah i yeah i'm trying to trying to work my way to talk to him hopefully hopefully i can because i think he just has a whole so much history with forming subtura that forming Soulfly, and then now he's like doing a bunch of stuff but um i think Arda, i think uh i think know. koda has his phone number give it to me <laughs> i wish but now i don't have his phone number okay yeah i heard he lives like in phoenix somewhere like in, i don't know so i mean he's not that far but um yeah if yeah. i were to talk i would definitely want to talk to him and like chuck billy from testament and um Probably Randy Bly from Lamb of God. Those are probably people I really want to. I mean, they're all like freaking busy, but I'm sure. Hopefully, I can get like ten minutes out of their time. That'd be cool, dude. I think I think you'll get there, man. I mean, just keep doing it, and then uh, you'll you'll uh, talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no. I uh, I just started this like two years ago. I um, I went to a. Uh, a Slayer concert in Phoenix and then I just like I was all like fired up and I just like was just talking to myself on the on my cell phone and um pretty much just started from there and then slowly just started getting people to talk to and then kind of found out like talking to local bands would be a good way to you know get bands exposed because uh, I, I look at the like the stats from people listening most of the people listening it's mostly like phoenix and albuquerque area and then a couple a lot of places in california and then people uh, i don't know there's some dude in ohio that's listening or i don't know who some who is in ohio that's listening but you know shout out nice. to listening. <laughs> shout out ohio yeah hey, ohio, can't, uh, what's up it's that one dude from ohio hey might, might, might be a, might be a chick i mean what's up ohio dude yeah um and then i think the furthest i've seen was like germany but i don't know i was like ah, is that real but well that'd be cool i'm just some people out in germany listening nice maybe it's like some people in the military i don't know but uh yeah yeah it's pretty fun i mean it just gives me something to do in my free time um yeah i was i was stoked when uh we got to do this with you and uh just been down the rabbit hole of your uh resume all podcast oh like, thanks since i work um security guard at night 
So I just cruise around and turn on Riz Metal Pack podcast, check out who's on. So yeah, yeah. Let me if you guys know bands and can't uh, like let me know. I can uh, I can reach out to them. Or who's so who's still active right now? K Town scene probably. Uh, 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 I say it's us, obsolete. EDG EDG coming up the end of this month. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks to uh, Sebastian for reaching out to me. Um, and then I kind of we were I was in contact with him and we got this uh, time and date set up. Oh, yeah, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, no problem. Uh, just like Drew was saying, uh, just uh, found the podcast and just found it pretty cool that you know there's a podcast dedicated to like res metal. So, so I just, you know, that'd be pretty cool to have uh, one bullet away on there and just, um, you know, just, just, uh, you know, reach out to the fans, you know, res metal and one bullet away. So just want to say, thank you, Kelvin, you know, for having us on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, I talked to, I remember one band, um, there's this band called fires in the distance. They're like in like, I think they're like in Delaware or Connecticut, but like they, it's pretty cool. They reached out to me, but I was already, I was a fan of them listening to their music and I talked to one of the members. So that was pretty cool. So, um, I don't know. I just been reaching out to different bands, either like local or if, if there's one I really like, and if they're down to talk to me, I, I, I'd want to, just kind of see what they're up to and get to know their music a little bit more. Um, and then one, one thing I want to ask, I mean, I, I really, I, I would love to see like a, a band from the res, like just break out and get like, you know, really, you know, exposed nationally. But um, I don't know, like how, how do you think that would be able to happen? Like, I mean, and from you guys' point of view, like what, how can the native like res scene like build itself more so that uh, one of the bands can get like, you know, uh, become nationally like recognized. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, uh, well, my point of view is like, I think it's almost there. I mean like the revolver, um, little docu series or not series, but that, um, little documentary they did. Was it with I, I don't conform and a mutilated tyrant? Was it? And uh, like all the lately, there's been like a lot of, I guess, um, a spotlight on res metal music, uh, like the last two years, three years. So I think eventually, um, I think somebody's gonna like make a really badass album, or they're just gonna like do something that's it's never been done before like music wise or and that's gonna really uh capture the audience of not just the res but the country and the world you know and from there it's just i mean it's ine inevitable i mean someone's gonna have some cool music out there and it's just gonna appeal to everyone yep that's my little two cents in there <laughs> Perfect. Spot on. yeah yeah, I, one of the, I talked to Mutilate, uh, Rory James from Mutilated Tyrant and that episode's probably been the most, uh, that's gotten the most like listens and downloads. So I know there's been a lot of like, uh, attention on like black metal, especially from like, with like, uh, like native perspective. So, I mean, I feel like they're, they're like really close to, you know, getting, uh, pretty big um exposure uh, yeah whoever it is it's gonna be it's gonna be sick um yeah pretty yeah. soon it's gonna be like uh like uh when you go to itunes you know it's like metal it's gonna be like uh what is it like grindcore this would be like res metal <laughs> be like option on there with like all these different bands yeah i'm interested oh, in like, like hearing from like res bands from different parts of the country because i mean i think a lot of a lot of bands uh <clears throat> are in like the southwest area like the phoenix area and around the navajo reservation 
but I'm just curious if there's, you know, uh, ones in like Canada that want to, you know, talk to me and I can definitely like try to do my best to get them, you know, more exposure. So I really want to try to reach out to more. I said, that's a good question. Like if there's like metal bands up towards Canada, yeah, I'm pretty sure there are, but you know, probably won't hear, hear about them because they're not getting enough, getting enough exposure. So that'd be, that'd be interesting to find out if there are uh, metal bands up there. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a, there's some, I just, I just haven't, haven't heard or I just don't have that. I just don't have that uh, access to them, I guess, but I'll try. Um, But yeah, no, you guys really covered like a lot of everything I was going to ask, but um, uh, any like plans or announcements you guys want to make or any, anyone you want to thank Let's see. Um, well, as far as the band right now, we're, I think we're getting our music together for like a, like an album or EP and so forth. So there's not really too much to announce right now, but uh, just go to our socials and we'll be posting something probably like later on. Yeah. Sounds good. No, thanks for letting me do this. That was my talk with one bullet away. Thanks again to all the guys in the band for letting me talk with them and share their music. Be sure to follow them on their social media like Facebook and Instagram. Uh, You can find their music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and Reverb Nation. I'm going to play their single Rise From Within now. And then after that, I'm going to play a track from uh, their EP, The Waiting Process. And the track is called Warrior. Thanks again. Be safe, everyone. Take care. Yeah. After all the time, after all the time.